This is Talk is Sheep, a podcast by the Wild Sheep Society of British Columbia. Come along as we take conversations that matter to you into the high alpine. When you ask me if I'm ready to roll, you have to hit that record button. Well, I I had a I had I stopped for a minute. I had to look up Steve in Polish and it's Stefan. So that's kind of boring. <laughs> it was no fun. So anyway, um, podcast number 99, penultimate, one before the big one. And uh, this guest is no – nothing to sneeze at, man. This this oh. is this, – this is a fun podcast, dude. This is one of the funnest podcasts I've had in forever. Absolutely was, a blast. He was amped. Absolutely amped. It was great. David Martinez, what a, what a hell of a guy. So retired Marine, um, wild sheep advocate, uh, wild sheep, uh, I don't know, photography aficionado. I don't even know what you call him, but he is so amped up, man. And just if the kids are listening, uh, put your headsets on and don't let them <laughs> listen. Uh, we're just warning our listeners that um, David does not hold back. And he warned us right from the start. He's like, yeah, I'm not holding back, man. So just, you know, you're going to have to edit this or whatever you do. Um, and we don't edit. So. Um, yeah, very cool. Listen, uh, David is super passionate about life, like just everything. And, um, but you know, this is one of those people and he's got the, the mentality of a sheep hunter, uh, you know, retired Marine just, just gets after it. Right. And just, you know, he talks about how he deals with pain or with, you know, challenges that he faces along the way. And, uh, it's a sheep hunter mentality. If you can do that on the mountain, you're going to be a successful sheep hunter, and uh, it was fun to listen to this guy. He's just so fired up, and um, and that that's not. Have you checked out his work on? Uh, oh yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. It's funny. I was having dinner last night with the family, and I said, "Check out David Martinez into the mountains." And I'm like, I told him the story, and and this amazes me, Steve. He picked up a camera just over 18 months ago, and he's got a quarter million mm-hmm. followers on on Instagram. How does that work, man? Like it's just, and I asked him about this in the episode. I'm like, how does that work? I'm like, your stuff is amazing, but how do you get a quarter million followers? Like that's insane. And he's like, but he talks about it. it's the relentless pursuit for the best picture and, and doing things that no one else is willing to do. And as a result, he's built um, something incredibly successful, and his work does speak volumes. But anyway, back to the family. I said, hey, check him out. They started looking at it. And they're like, "Oh yeah, my friends follow him." You know, they're like, "He's in our circle." We didn't even know him. Mm-hmm. Right? Other people that that um, you know, and my 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 son's girlfriend, she's not an outdoor hunter. She's not in that circle at all. But she they she's got friends that follow David Martinez. So very cool. Yeah, just you'll you'll hear about how passionate he is, as Kyle said, and it, it comes through in the podcast. He's just. He's got a zest for life. Uh, like, would would I, I describe him as a badass? Right? He's a retired oh, yeah. retired uh, from the U.S. Marine Corps as a sergeant. Uh, joined the Marines in his late teens. I think he was seventeen or eighteen. Did nine or ten years, wanting to be infantry, before he got wounded in Iraq and medically discharged. And couple of couple of years ago, during COVID, he lost his job, and he was driving through the the mountains and just fell in love with the sheep and said you know what i'm gonna pick up a camera and <laughs> what holy crap just passionate is the way to describe him right just wait what's that 
right? <laughs> I think that's what he said. Yeah. Weight is just something that there is, it was, yeah. which, which makes sense. And uh, he, he never even, he's, he's not concerned about weight going up the mountain. And didn't, doesn't even, he even mention that he doesn't even know if he could hunt sheep just because he's got such a, a deep love for them. And he, he had the unlimited tag or something and he said no to it. Wow, it was interesting. I didn't even go there. It, it, you know, it just, um, I, I don't, and I, to be honest, I don't even know why, but he just, he was so passionate, wound up about other stuff and about his craft, uh, his photography that he just got into. Like, yeah. where, where does this guy get in five or 10 years when he's like honed oh. his craft beyond where he is today? Like, um, but it, yeah, he, I, he did, he did, he did say, I don't think I can hunt a sheep and, uh, he's a yeah. hunter, like a hardcore hunter. Like, oh, a, absolutely like, he is. Loves hunting, but he just was like, um, I guess there's just this reverence for wild sheep. So, um, he's actually, I talked to him yesterday. He's coming to sheep week. He's got a booth now. Um, so anyone that's going to sheep week is going to be down in Reno, check him out into the mountains. David Martinez, he's going to have a booth and that guy, his stuff is amazing. Uh, check him out on Instagram. Uh, we'll put uh, his details in the in the show notes here, and uh, yeah, very cool guy, uh, very cool podcast. Listen, and uh, I we know for sure you're going to love this one. I, again, one of my favorite uh, yeah. podcasts. Uh, just so much fun. Yeah, just you could tell the minute he. All right, guys, let's go. It was like wow before we'd even hit record. <laughs> okay, yeah. here we go. This was yeah. absolute riot. Absolute riot. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, hey, just a shout out to our conservation partners. We've got six conservation partners for the Wild Sheep Society of BC. And um, in alphabetical order, I'm probably screwed this up, but uh, uh, we've got Gunworks, we've got Precision Optics, uh, Sitka Gear, Stone Glacier, Swarovski, and Yeti. So these are heavy lifters for Conservation British Columbia. They've done a ton of work um, to support our work on the landscape. Um it's through their donations that allow us to f- raise funds, that allow us to, first and foremost, carry out our mission of put, putting in and keeping wild sheep on the mountains of British Columbia, looking after them and their habitat. Uh, but then it also allows us to do things like this podcast, which are free for you um, and our listeners. So um, a huge shout out to those six uh, conservation partners. Now, the cool thing is they partnered with us on a new membership promotion. It's our conservation partner membership promotion. And what we're doing right now is we're going to give away a thousand bucks you can spend with any one of those six um, conservation partners. You can spend all of it with them, or you can spend a portion of it with it. You can use that as a down payment. Go out and buy a Gunworks rifle or a set of NL Pures with Swarovski or whatever the case may be. And you got a grand towards that. And we're going to. Uh, give that away to somebody. Now, here's how it works. You can sign up as a member of the society. You get points depending. The more you spend, the more points you get. So a one year, you get one point. If you buy a life membership, you get five points and so forth. It's all on our website. Or here's the cool part. Now, you can also give the gift of membership. This is a great time for it's Christmas around the corner. This is a great opportunity to introduce somebody that you care about, friend, family, whatever the case may be, uh, introduce them to conservation, wild sheep, to what we're doing, uh, buy them a membership. You're going to get points for buying them the membership and they're going to get points. So you buy somebody a three-year membership, you're going to get two entries, they're going to get two entries. So you got a chance to win the grand, they got a chance to win the grand, everybody's happy, plus we're sharing our passion with others. So uh, thanks again to our conservation partners, thanks again to you, our supporters, to our members, and everyone's eligible. Um, if you're an existing member, upgrade. Um, 
unless you're a monarch platinum, then sorry, those four gentlemen are out of luck. <laughs> but but everyone else is eligible. Um, and this is a great opportunity to support wild sheep, support conservation, and keep the great work that we're doing. And since 2018, $1.18 million in wild sheep conservation projects um, by the Wild Sheep Society BC. So thank you to our membership. Thank you to our conservation partners. And, and we'd love to have you. Come and join us. Help us do our mission. So I think I've talked enough, Steve. I've, I've got a couple points already. So I'm going to win. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to win. Uh, I don't think so, buddy. I'm buying <laughs> too. So, and the CEO is not excluded from this raffle, but it, obviously I'm not going to win. If I get You're going to upgrade me and get to. some points? Uh, buddy, if I, if I <laughs> had the dough, I would. You, you deserve, well, you're, aren't you at the top of the rung anyway? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like a, a double platinum or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. It, it, in your own mind. Yeah, All right. Ramen noodles for lunch, double platinum. <laughs> All right. With that, this is epic episode number 99. Enjoy the listen. We've got Into the Mountains, David Martinez. Across Canada and throughout the world, if you come across a campfire in the woods, on a mountaintop, or next to a river, you'll find warm company and friendly people gathered around. Regardless of your lifestyle or place you call home, we invite you to learn more about what it means to be a hunter in the modern era. If you love the outdoors, care about where your food comes from, and are concerned for the future of wildlife and the environments that they need to survive, pull up a seat. We have a story to tell. Welcome to our campfire. Awesome. David, we, uh, we've connected. Finally uh, got you on the podcast here, and uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, and I know it's a busy time of year. I probably... We're getting close to the rut here in Montana, so I know you're busy out in the field too. So welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. So lots to talk about and sort of peel back the layers, but kind of give us uh, give us a day in the life of David Martinez. If, uh, you know, just kind of walk through a typical what you do on a Monday morning, uh, talk about your day for us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Monday morning. Um, so I, I own a construction company. Um, I have uh, job sites in Bozeman and Big Sky um, and pretty much um, yeah I wake up go to work um, I have a pretty decent drive I drive through the Gallatin uh, National Forest um, so I actually do see bighorn sheep on my drive um, not like all the time but it is a very prominent area where they where they reside where I drive through um, so sometimes I get uh, I get blessed to see them on a uh, you know on a on a morning um, and pretty much, yeah, I go to work all day and, and then I come home and uh, I start looking at footage or I start, you know, looking at pictures. I try to stay on top of that kind of stuff because I found that it can be a bit overwhelming if I'm not on top of it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> right on. So um, when you're when you're driving to work like that, do you have your camera with you all the time? And I, I know I know your stuff is not shot out the window of a truck. But that said, yeah, yeah, yeah. you carry your camera yeah. with you. And- I, I, I do not. I don't take a camera. Um, you know, I have my own, I don't know if it's like, I don't want to say personal reasons, but, you know, that's like the main reason why I don't. I want it to be authentic. I want it to be as real as it can be without it being with a weapon, I guess you could say, you know. Um, and sometimes that's you know that yeah that's why some some days there's good days and then some days there's really bad ones you know what i mean it's kind of like hunting you know you have good days and bad days i mean obviously the places where i go i have more of a chance of seeing wildlife because i know they're in the area 
Um, but you know, there's there's good days and bad days. So no, I don't carry my camera in the truck with me. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just not something that I do. Right on. Okay, so let's let's dig let's peel back the layers a bit now. Like you you talk about yeah. about this authentic experience, and we're going to go deep in that in a second. But let's let's go back yeah. to the basics. Like uh, you know, where did where did you grow up, and how did you get this passion for? And I know the camera thing came much later, but the wildlife. Where did that yeah. come from? Um, so I grew up, um, I was born and raised, er, born and raised up at least until middle school. I was born and raised in Northern California. Um, and my, my, I actually grew up in Oakland, um, in the Oakland area, Bay area. Um, but my grandfather, um, although, you know, he was, he was, you know, you know, a Mexican guy, you know, he was very avid into hunting. I don't really know. I never really got the story from him as to like what like dove him into like hunting um but he was very big in it um i actually have a deer right above my head in in this in my little office space um that is actually the mule deer that he shot in 1970 from wyoming um and so either way uh you know having him be the way that he was he was loved being outdoors loved camping um so hunting kind of like just kind of flowed down the line you know, um, there's a video that I remember watching a long time ago about Steve Rinella talking about how hunting is very much a patriarchal, uh, uh, um, a patriarchal thing that we do. You know, so typically, like if your father's a hunter, you're a hunter. You know, it's just kind of the way that it goes. Um, and so he was real big into hunting. Like I said, I don't know kind of where he got into it or how it started for him. Um, but growing up in Northern California, obviously hunting there isn't like. Uh, very available, you know what I mean? So we would technically drive up to the Sierra Nevadas um, and kind of like up there near Yosemite and all that. And I have a couple pictures of me. I'm, I'm holding like a little pellet gun, you know, and they're like mule deer hunting and stuff. And I'm wearing like some old army fatigues and, you know, it's like big blue jacket and, you know, like no concept of like, you know, just staying warm, you know, kind of kind of a thing. Um, and so that was kind of like my first like real introduction into wildlife itself um i've always been extremely um interested in wildlife you know i enjoy it even before this you know i enjoyed watching national geographic on tv i've always loved you know you know planet earth and and the blue planet and like you know all those shows you know with david attenborough you know has always played a big part in the way I am and, and, and what I enjoy, you know, I love that cinematic feel. I'm like a big movie buff as well. Um, and that all kind of started like real young. I remember watching like Braveheart and Jurassic Park, you know, and then I remember watching like Saving Private Ryan, which was a big thing for me, uh, leading into me joining the Marine Corps. Um, but that was kind of like my real like dive in was, was really through my grandfather and, and my father, you know, just hunting. And not that we did it that often, you know, living where we lived, but it was definitely a part of our yearly life. You know what I mean? Right on. So do you think your journey to the, the Marine Corps had any, uh, was it influenced at all by your passion for the outdoors, that adventure, that sort of that wild side and that, you know, you know, not just sitting in an office or sitting at home is, did that yeah, yeah. form a, a, it did a, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a absolutely. Um, it, for me, it was, I've always been, what's the word? Adventurous. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go with that. I guess I could say that. Like I've always been very adventurous and very like, you know, like willing to do the things that 
at least for me, made me be better, made me push harder. You know, I've, I've always been that way. And I remember, I mean, at least for, you know, joining the Marine Corps, which is a pretty substantial milestone in my life, um, you know, joining the Marine Corps, you know, I actually, it's funny, but it's true. Like, you know, so my grandfather was in the Navy and he served as well. Um, he was wounded and discharged. Uh, my dad didn't serve in the military at all. And by the time I had gotten through high school, it was kind of like, you know, I think I was just kind of like the average, you know, 18 year old guy that was like, what am I going to do? You know, like, I don't really like want to do anything else. Like, you, yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't, didn't know who I was. You know, I couldn't figure it out me yet, you know? And so it was like, you know what? you know, three hots in a cot, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was, it was like, Hey, you know, you get paid for it. And, you know, and so with that being said, watching war movies growing up, Platoon, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I don't, can't remember what other ones there are, but those ones are two very prominent ones. But like, you know, watching these like heroic movies, you know, so when I joined the Marine Corps and, my, and that's kind of, I think for me per, where it started personally, I mean, knowing and this is kind of where the outdoors thing kind of comes into play as well because when i joined the marine corps i wanted to be an infantryman i was like dude i don't want to be anything else i don't want to be a cook like you know and nothing against anybody any other job in the marine corps but for me personally it had to be something that was difficult it had to be something that i looked back and said dude you know when shit hit the fan i fucked it up you know what i mean like that's 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 what i did and for t and for almost 10 years you know what i mean i even actually re-enlisted to stay in the infantry. So typically in the Marine Corps, after four years, you get um, you get moved over to a, a B billet, which is kind of like not more your actual MOS, but an MOS that might be more like engaging to help bring up the next group of Marines. And um, they offered me like I think it was like it was like ninety grand. I was a corporal at the time. They were like, "Look, like we'll give you ninety grand, but you gotta stay." in the infantry for four more years. And honestly, it was nothing but like an accomplishment to me at that point. And so um, joining the Marine Corps, it had to be something that was dramatic. It had to be something that was difficult um, because for me personally, I, I wanted, and I even, I guess at that age, now I look at myself now, back then, now I'm almost 40, you know, so I was almost 20 years ago. And I look back at myself then and say, at least I had the foresight to say to myself that I knew one day I was gonna look back and I don't want any regrets, you know? The shit sucked, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? It was fucking horrible, you know what I mean? But I look back at it now and I'm like, I fucking did that, you know? This, this is what I did, you know? And so it makes me happy at the same time, you know? I, although difficult, but yeah. Yeah, but I've got some buddies that spent some time over there and they, it's almost like talking to them the same way you describe it. I didn't really know what I was gonna do. I did it, I looked back at it and went, holy shit, I did that. And they, it's it's crazy yeah. how the, so similar the stories are. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I don't get too deep into the stories, but I mean, like, you know, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I let's, let, let's put it like this. I've been in situations where I have thrown grenades like 10 yards at somebody. Let's put it like that. And that's Jesus, all I'm going to say. Man. That's as far as I'll go. But I, I, I have been in situations for deployments, you know, it, it's, and one of them was a year, you know, it was like, it was like, fuck, man. <laughs> you know, I can't even think of the right way to just, yeah. you know, like give the true feelings of it. But like, you know, I, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I look back at it now and I mean, I actually had a conversation with my wife the other day about how much of a different person I am compared to when I was younger, you know, and, and, you know, some of the things in, that occurred while I was in the Marine Corps, 
you know, um, not always bad, but let's just, you know, the bad ones obviously have the most space in your head. And uh, I think about it now and I'm like, I don't even know if I could do that. You know, like, I don't even know if I could honestly do that. You know what I mean? Now I look back at myself like, fuck, man. You know, like the things that happened and the things that occurred, I don't even know if I could summon the, I mean, I don't know, but thinking about it in this very moment, man, I don't think that I could, you know, I was a different person back then. So it definitely Mm -hmm. changes you. And, you know, rolling over, you know, being in a, in a job in the Marine Corps that requires you to be outdoors was really kind of where like my own personal journey of being outside in the woods kind of started because being in the Marine Corps, you got 18, 19 year old guys you know what I mean? That are, let's just, for, let's just say like I was on Camp Lejeune for about five years and, you know, being in the Marine Corps with a bunch of young men and a lot of those guys like to hunt, you know, and, and, and so I will say this so to make, make this make sense. So when I hit middle school, I moved to Ohio and when we moved to Ohio. I lived in Ohio until I was in high school, which was about six or seven years. In that time, hunting got very prominent with my father. He started like boat hunting whitetail and like, you know, got real into like hunting. And now I was in high school, so I'm kind of like, ah, I don't want to go. I don't feel like getting up at five in the morning to go hunt with you. Like, you know, I'd rather be in bed, you know, you know, the typical teenager kind of thing. And so <laughs> at that point for him, it was getting real serious. So when I joined the Marine Corps and I had no longer had my father around and I would go every now and again, don't get me wrong, but I mean, it wasn't as serious as it was to him. And so joining the Marine Corps and then being alone essentially being like 18 19 years old and being like my own man you know living by myself paying my bills like or you know trying to pay bills not that i actually paid them on time but you know you get the you get the gist um but that's when hunting for me started becoming an outlet outside of the marine corps you know and so being from when i enlisted i was in ohio so i ended up on the eastern side of the mississippi so being on the eastern side you end up in Camp Lejeune, you do Paris Island. And then if you're on the western side of the Mississippi, you do San Diego and Camp Pendleton. So going to Paris Island, it's a very wooded area. And man, there's a lot of guys up there from West Virginia, Virginia, you know, Tennessee, you know, and these guys are like serious. I mean, these guys are like 18, 19 years old and they're like serious hunters. Like they're whitetail hunting for real, you know? And so being there and not really having nothing much else to do, I started doing hunting again um not that i ever shot anything that was worth anything but i mean you know we'd go out and i'd you know i'd go out and shoot you know a doe here and we'd come back we'd chop it up in the bear you know take it to a processor everybody would be having deer steaks in the barracks like it just was kind of how it happened and being out in north carolina especially on camp lejeune in that area it's extremely wooded you know it's it's you know it's kind of not not appalachian mountainy but it's it's got some you know deep hills and stuff and so it's it's really nice territory to go hunting and so being in the Marine Corps kind of caused me to start getting into start getting into the outdoors for myself, um, and then I moved, and then I got sent to Pendleton, which is in Southern California, and then that fucking totally changed, like that whole shit just completely stopped. Um, so, yeah. So, what year did you guys? What did you? Were you discharged? What? Did you, when did you leave the Marines? What? What? what yes. was that? I, I, I was out at the end of 2012. So for you, um, what happened then? Did you go right? So, so I guess my question is, is, um, is your modern day photography and you doing this crazy shit with a camera, 
is that a panacea for what you did for 12 years in the Marines? And, and this is, this is me, this is my release or, you know, how does that, yeah. how does yeah, that play a part today? It, it's, it's a part of it. So when I was in the Marine Corps, um, I started off as, as a point man. Um, and then I moved on to being a, uh, I was a saw gunner for a while. Um, and then I became a platoon. Uh, I'm sorry. I became a squad leader. I, then I became a, a, um, a, a platoon commander. Um, and you know, I, all those things that I do are kind of like what I did when I was in the Marine Corps for a while. I was a DM, uh, which is, I, and I say this because people are always like, Oh man, you were a sniper. I, I was not a sniper. I didn't go through sniper school. You know, my real concern, like, again, in my head, when I joined the Marine Corps was like, I just wanted to be the dude on the front line. Like that was at least when I joined. Now I think about it and I'm like, Oh my God. But that was like my, that was where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be a sniper. I didn't want to like, you know, do anything like super well. I just wanted to be the dude on the fucking ground fighting for his country. And I'm super patriotic, by the way. I fly a big ass fucking American flag outside of my F-250 7.3 diesel, dude. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of me. And so either way, um, it's kind of, I mean, what you see is, yeah, I mean, that's where I feel most comfortable because that's what I that's what I did. That's how I was trained. You know what I mean? I was trained to, I did assault mountain climbers for climbing mountains in Afghanistan. You know, I, I, I did went through these like serious courses, you know, to being able to assault, you know, mountaintop ridges, you know what I mean? And like moving up a mountain, like carrying big weight, you know, for me, it's like, you know, like for instance, like this, I hear guys sometimes say again, and this is just me. I don't, this is just me talking about me, you know, Guys are like, oh man, you know, I go hunting and my rifle's heavy. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking care how heavy it is. Like, it doesn't matter. Like to me, it's just weight. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's heavy. You know what I mean? And and I and I get it. And you know, to each their own, absolutely. But for me, like, I never really got, never really understood the the phrase of like, it's too heavy. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it is. Like, you know, I was running in the, I was running in, I was running in the mountains with a. With, with 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 a with a saw, which is a squat automatic weapon, a machine gun, you know, carrying like a thousand pounds of rounds on me and a big old AT4 rocket, and I was like moving through hills, you know, and it's like, for me, the weight has never really been an issue. So, carrying the camera up in the mountains, carrying all my gear for the day, carrying safety gear, carrying a firearm, like, that's very much a part of who I am. Even just outside of the photography itself. So when you when you see me doing it, you know. It's because like it's where I feel most comfortable, and that's kind of like the way my photography has ended up being. Like that's why it is the way it is because that's the way I feel most comfortable. Okay, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about there, but one thing, you know, that mindset of weight doesn't matter. Like it just it it doesn't matter. Where, where does that mentality come from? Is that something you learned in the Marines, or is that just been your like ethos like ever since you were just a kid? You're just like it just just get shit done it's just work. I just need to do it. Or is that something that you truly became ingrained as a Marine? That is something. So growing up, loving parents, great family, you know, but, um, I don't want to say that my parents weren't like hard, but they weren't like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, like they, but they weren't soft. You know what I mean? It was like, yo, take the hit and stand up. Like to an extent and that's kind of how you know that's kind of how my family is and um so joining the marine corps so i was a little bit that way that's kind of a little maybe maybe i would say maybe a little bit where my hard-headedness came from you know as a young man growing up but the marine corps made you like 
yo, you know, I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, you smash your hand and you, and you, and you keep working. You kind of a thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, okay, here's a great story. Just real fast. So when I got married to my wife, the night before I got married, I had a cigar in the hot tub with her father. You know, we had a cigar, we just kind of talked, you know, just like, you know, father, father-in-law, son thing, whatever. And so either way, they have a nice pool next to the hot tub. So right before I get out, I get out of the hot tub and it's kind of cold outside and I, and I jumped in the pool and the pool's like ice cold, it's, it's not heated, you know what I mean? So it's probably like 50 degrees, 45 or whatever, right? So I jump in the pool and I jumped right in between the deep end and the shallow end. And I broke my foot. Like I hit the ground and it like snapped in like three different places. One was like the ankle, one was like the bone that runs down to like my middle toe. And then there was another fracture like up towards my tibia or something like that. Okay, so the next day is my wedding. And it was like, fuck dude. I went the entire wedding, no cast, with a shoe on and just did it. And it's like, fun. it's funny now, cause if you watch videos like of it now, like we laugh because my leg is like, excuse me, that was my computer if you heard that. Um, you know, my leg is like completely broke. Like it's for real broke. And I'm just like walking around doing the wedding. Yeah, I was drinking a little bit and then it started to feel numb and it didn't really matter much anymore. But I mean, <laughs> the whole mindset of like, you know, in the Marine Corps, there's no like stop. There's no give up. Like you, you can't just quit. Like it's not like, oh my God, this really sucks. Like it don't fucking matter, bro. Pick the fucking thing up and we need to go. Like your life right now is on the line. And that's kind of the way that it is, you know, that you, you train for like the moment, you know, you train for the moment when it's like, I'm going to be standing up against whoever with just a bayonet in my hand and like, you know, five, five enemy, whoever, you know, standing in front of me. And I'm going to train for the moment when they're piling on me and like, I'm about to die. Like I'm going to fight till the end, you know? And it's, that's very much, I don't want to say it's like a brainwashing, but I mean, you know, being a grunt, you know, I mean, for all the Marines that are listening, you know, I mean, we all know that being a grunt is different than a non-grunt, you know, it's just, it is, you know, we all know that. And so having that mindset just, just washed over you constantly of like, you don't fucking quit. You don't fucking stop. It don't matter how heavy it is. It don't matter how much pain you're in. It don't matter how big it is. It don't matter how, how hard it may be or how hard it may seem to you in this moment. It doesn't matter. You can't stop. And so that is very much a Marine Corps mentality, which is part of the reason why the Marine Corps is the way it is. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to be that way. You can't not just be like, oh God, I'm going to give up. You know, when they were moving through the beaches of Guadalcanal, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh man, this is way too hot outside. You know what I mean? I'm going to take a rest. You know what I mean? They were like, yo, get the fuck over that line and get in the trenches and, you know, get moving. So that mindset has caused me to do my photography in, 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 I would, in, I would obviously say it's a very obvious different way than I think, you know, than I think most people put into it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, and, and I want to get into that in a second, but before we get there, so you left in 12, um, did you, so then, so now you're, you're, you're no longer in the service. You're out doing your thing. Did you, did you start hunting then? Because for our listeners, you didn't pick up the camera until three or four years, a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, like what was two, the transition? Like Where, what happened in between there? Did you, was there anything, hunt, did you still do the hunting stuff and that sort of thing? What was, what was going yeah, on yeah. at that time? So from 2012 to like 2020, 
I lived in Southern California, so I literally did nothing. I didn't do any hunting out. I mean, and like hikes in Southern California. I mean, hey man, to all the Californians out there, this you know this isn't personal, but like the hiking out there sucks. You know what I mean? It's just like, especially in Southern California, it's like just walking through a bunch of hills with some sagebrush on the ground. Like it's not nice. You know what I mean? It's you know you get to see the beach and it's like yeah that's great. You know, but there's also like fifty thousand other hikers on the same trail. You know, so the feeling of the seclusion and enjoying the outdoors, it's not really, you know, there's smog in the air, like, don't even get me started. But either way, um, you know, it's, it, um, so, so yeah, during that time, I really did nothing. And when COVID hit, um, I lost my job. Um, I, was a, I, was a, I was working for a company at the time and um, I lost my job. And I'm kind of like sitting at home and I'm like, you know what, like, everything's fucking closed. Like, what are we supposed to do? You know, I'm married. I have three kids at the time. My youngest daughter has cystic fibrosis. Um, so we're like, you know what? I said, you know what? Like, I didn't have to pay rent anymore because in California, they pretty much froze that as soon as like it hit and they shut everything down. So I was like, you know what? Because I'm medically discharged, you know? Um, so I collect a pension. And I said, you know what? Like, let's go stay somewhere for like a month. Who knows how long this is going to last? Let's go get like an Airbnb somewhere. Um... And let's go and just kind of like at least enjoy the outdoors. Let's go freaking fishing. Let's go for a hike. Like, because you can't do nothing. We're stuck in the house. Why don't we go somewhere where we can at least walk around outside and enjoy it? So we ended up staying in Island Park, Idaho, which is just outside of West Yellowstone. And during this time, I end up meeting a friend who is a contractor in Big Sky. And meeting a guy who ends up becoming a good friend of my family now. Um, he's a contractor in Big Sky. And he pretty much is like, dude, just move out here. Like, I want you to work out here with me. You know, at that time, I, you know, I'm like I said, I've been doing construction pretty much my entire life when I wasn't in the Marine Corps. Um, and so, at this point, I'm just like, honestly, like, I'm looking for any fucking reason to get out of California. Like, I'm just like, I just want to fucking leave. You know what I mean? Whatever that may be, however that may come about, like, dude, I just want to get out of here, you know? And so... At this point, I go to my wife and I tell her, and she's like, sure, like, let's go, you know? And my wife has always been, my wife is, is about as adventurous as me. So I will say that a lot of the videos that you guys see, no, no, not a lot, all of the videos that you guys see of me is because my wife is the one that's also hiking with me, carrying whatever she has to carry, food, her own stuff, you know, the extra camera gear that we have, extra lenses or whatever, she's carrying it. You know, so my wife is like, walking ridges just like me but she's just the one holding the camera and you're seeing me and so her spirit of adventure is is equal to mine which has always been a reason why we get along so well and um so we moved to montana and so big sky is just outside big sky is about two hours from west yellowstone and i was in island park which is just outside of west yellowstone um so I ended up just finding a place and I ended up just kind of landing in Bozeman. Lo and behold, Bozeman ends up being like one of the biggest up and coming towns in like all of North America based on my understanding. It's like one of the top 10 growing cities in, in America right now. Um, and so the construction is just like, uh, you know, through the roof and like I end up, you know, becoming a contractor. I have my own company now. And so when this happens, being in Montana, at this point I'm like, okay, like I'm back at it, you know, like these are for real fucking mountains. Like there's elk around, like, holy shit, there's actual elk, 
You know what I mean? Like, I am in the West again. You know what I mean? Like, this is where I'm meant to be. And um, I will say this. When me and my wife lived in Southern California, we used to drive up to Bass Pro Shop in Rancho Cucamonga. And we used to go eat at the fish, mar the fish market restaurant, whatever that was there. But specifically, we would go there because I enjoyed the environment so much. I enjoyed the atmosphere and the feel, being in the log type, you know, uh, log cabin -y type decorations and the mounts and like I enjoyed it we did it all the fucking time I know it sounds wild but we would like just go walk around the store you know because I enjoyed it so much so being in Montana and finally being somewhere where I was like dude you know this is it I'm gonna start hunting again you know so I bought a rifle you know I, I you know I, I started going hunting again and then um you know I I have actually so in my house I got a big old 405 inch bull that I shot in 2008 um, and uh, I shot him actually I, I won him from a raffle uh, a, a hunter or a, a guide outfitter out in Idaho in Salmon Idaho um, gave a raffle for uh, a couple Marines that were that who were at Wounded Warriors on, on, on the East Coast and I ended up winning the raffle and so I ended up going hunting and I ended up shooting this big old like 400 plus bullets actually sitting up above my dining table um, but needless to say when I moved to Montana, that's kind of when the outdoor thing like revved up again for me. You know, it was just like I I was able to do what I wanted to do now, and what I was kind of doing in North Carolina, but like to the max kind of a thing. Right on. So that's that's super cool. So that you know, there's the hunting fabric, but where does it all of a sudden go? Oh, I could take a camera and start taking pictures. What, where is that? Because that just yeah. came out of nowhere, as far as I can. Yeah, yeah. What I've. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about two years ago, I was I was elk hunting, um, and I was up in an area called Taylor Fork, and um, at that point, uh, my my son had just so I had four, I had I had four kids, and my youngest son passed away like right as he was born, um, and so at that point you know, we were going, I was going, you know, man, it's hard to keep a family together not keep a family together, but it's hard to like, you know, you don't, you don't, nobody, nobody, nobody helps you like deal with child death, you know, which is like a whole nother fucking like, oh my God, you know what I mean? <sighs> Fuck. Either way. So I am in this area in Taylor Fork and there's a view when you get to the top where you see like the back end of Sentinel Creek and the Lee Metcalf wilderness. And that day, just so happened to be the anniversary of when my son died. I was out hunting. And um, I was out hunting that morning. And when I got to the top of this mountain, I ended up just calling it, his name was Adrian. I ended up calling it Adrian's View. And when I was sitting there, I was like, man, it's because it's a really pretty view. I was like, man, if I had a camera, I would take a picture of that. Like a good camera, you know, like because the sun was hitting it just right. There's a little bit of snow at the top, green, you know, uh, uh, woods on the bottom. You know, it was just a really pretty shot. Either way, so I come home and I tell my wife, like, I should get a camera. I, sh I, I should get a camera. She's like, okay. So I ended up finding this, like, T5i on Craigslist. And it has, like, a stock lens on it, you know, and it's just, um, you know, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a good beginner camera. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, you're not breaking the bank or anything, but I mean, like, you know, it's somewhere to start, somewhere to learn, like, how a fucking camera works. You know what I mean? I've never taken a photography class. I've never done anything for photography at all in my life. Um, and that's kind of like the moment when I knew that, like, I wanted to start taking pictures, but I didn't really know what I was taking pictures of. 
Um, and so it was definitely a, a, a learning moment for sure. Yeah, that. So, yeah, but still, I don't get it, man. Like, you, you don't, you don't just pick <laughs> up a camera and become David yeah. Martinez. So that, that's where you lost me. So, how did you learn? Like, do you have mentorship? Is it? Are you just good at everything that you do? How does that work, David? Talk me through it. Um, you know, my wife, and I honestly would rather her say it than me. But my wife has always said that if I do something, I do it one hundred percent to the fullest extent. Like I have to be the best that I can be at it. I will say that I did, I watched a lot of YouTube. I read books. I mean, they're all like kind of sitting here in front of me, you know, digital photographer's guide, national geographic photographer's manual. Like, you know, I read a lot, you know, and usually the way I am is like when I find a subject that I'm super in, you know, super into, I like dive into it. I'm reading about it. I'm understanding it. I'm learning it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and I didn't really know that it was going to be bighorn sheep, to be honest with you. I just knew that, like, I wanted to do something that was outside, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, fuck, man. I, I can't really say it other than, like, I just kind of taught myself. You know what I mean? It was just like, this is cool. I like how it looks, you know. And then I would see pictures of other people's stuff online and be, I'd be like, damn, you know, I, I wish I could take a picture like that, you know. The quality of the glass. And, like, I started to recognize the difference between you know, glass quality, a prime and a zoom. Like, you know, I started understanding, you know, the ISO difference and like, you know, the way I started doing my own things differently, you know, because of the way I needed it to be. Um, and so that's kind of like within, within about a year, um, I think I had started getting a good grasp of like what I was looking at. And it was more like obviously towards wildlife, you know what I mean? It was not really landscape. I tried it and I just didn't really like it very much. You know what I mean? It just wasn't my thing. And so I knew that I wanted to do wildlife. I just didn't really know what it was. So I ended up buying a, I ended up like saving a decent amount of money and I ended up buying a 7D Mark II and a Sigma 150 to 600 contemporary. And that's when I started like being real serious about photography. Like I'd carry my camera in the car all the time. And so before, before in these mountains, I had another page and it was called looking at the world around me. And it was like my like first like photography page. Um, and so I ended up having the page for a while and it didn't really go anywhere. So I ended up just deleting it. And so for about six months, give or take, I didn't do photography in the last two years. I skipped probably from like, um, probably from like summerish to like January, February of this year. Um, and so this year, you know, doing, doing the photography, this is the year that I figured out that it was about Bighorn Sheep. For me, Bighorn Sheep supplied everything that I wanted it to be. Everything that I needed my photography to be, Bighorn Sheep supplied it. You know, um, this year was when I figured out that it was in these mountains was an actual fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like, this is real shit. I can do it, you know, and make photography something that... I mean, I feel like it's never really been, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's kind of like a different take, you know, and, and that's what I wanted it to be. And this year was the year that I like really kind of like figured that out. Cool. Okay. So I got so many questions about this. So first of all, you've created, okay. <laughs> so you, you talked about your first brand, which didn't really do what you thought it would. And then you've built, yeah. you built in these mountains and, and you've got a quarter million followers. Yeah. 
how the hell does that happen? How do you, and is it, so is it, I, I don't, yeah, talk me through and, and a genuine, like, an, okay. I know you're authentic, but like, what's the real story? Is it because you're a Marine, your reputation, obviously your, your product is second to none. Like, like you're, you're qual- but there's a lot of really talented guys out there that don't have a thousand followers. So talk me through how you build yeah. that brand and how you created such a, a mega brand following. <laughs> um, I, I mean, fuck, man. I don't. <laughs> it's not a I, tough I mean, question. I don't want to say. I, I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a tough question. It, it's just like I'm a very humble person, but my wife has told yep. me through the years to also be accepting of you know the gratitude, you know, the gratitude that I receive, you know. And I think when I first started doing photography, I wasn't confident in myself when I was doing it, so it showed. I was trying for something, but it wasn't there. And so this, so this is kind of where it turned a bighorn sheet. Because one day, I had my little camera, you know, that camera with me, that Sigma with that 70. And I was actually coming back from work, because I remember I said I kept it in the car. I was actually coming down home from work one day, and I was like covered in paint, and like, you know, I'd just been working all day. And, and I'm driving down the road, and I see this monster ram i mean okay i shouldn't say monster because he wasn't a monster now that i know what actual big ram is but for me at, at that point he was he, he was a huge ram um and so i seen him and he was kind of like up on a hill you know and i'm like fuck it i'm gonna go for it like so i pulled over the car and he was like up on this like mountainside and it was like a pretty decent distance but i was able to, to like see him and i like climbed the mountain holding the camera and I started taking pictures of him, you know, and like he ended up like, I ended up like winding myself correctly and like it was just a good moment. Okay, not that the pictures turned out great, but the picture is actually in acrylic in my garage. It was like a test picture when we were trying out our new acrylic company, but I actually have the picture. My wife calls it like the one, like, cause that's the one Ram that like set it off, you know what I mean? Um, and I remember I came home and I'm like, fuck, I'm like, you know, it, it was great. We had a good time. You know, I, I, I was I was excited about it. Like I was like I was like, babe, man, I was like climbing on the side of the mountain. You know, I was like taking pictures. Like it was like on another fucking level. You know, it was like for me, it was something totally different than I had ever seen. And so, at that point, I knew, like I was like, hmm. And then I started looking, and I'm looking on Instagram. I'm like, dude, there ain't shit for Bighorn Sheep. Like, there is nobody that's, like, fully dedicating their photography life to Bighorn Sheep. Like, you know, yeah, people come across them when you're driving through Yellowstone or, you know, you're going through, uh, fuck, you know, Colorado. You know, you see Bighorn Sheep. Like, oh, yeah, take a picture. Like, you know, but nobody was, like, actually dedicating their efforts to Bighorn Sheep. And, you know, one of the things for me is, like, I've always loved Bighorn Sheep. To me, they're like, and this is like even before, like when I was young, growing up, like bighorn sheep to me are like the most fucking majestic. They live at the top. They live in the harshest environments, like, you know, just like a mountain goat. You know what I mean? It's like they require just so much physical toughness, so much mental strength. You know what I mean? And to be able to hit each other like that, you know what I mean? And then turn around and then do it again and then do it again. It's like, it's on another level, you know, an elk fight sweet. But if you've ever heard two rams hit each other at 30 miles an hour, that shit will shock you, you know? And having that kind of drive for it and then taking those pictures, I was like, dude, I just want more of that. Like, that's what, that's what I want. That is sweet. That is awesome, man. 
I, I, you didn't need to stop. I was just digging. <laughs> I was in the moment. Oh. I was loving it. I'm like, yeah, what's next? What's uh, sorry. It's sorry. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, sorry, uh, sorry. So I, I want to make sure I'm not talking too much. But um, No, it's okay, awesome. So, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up in the moment. Love it. Okay. <laughs> um, so at that point, I – so I started a Reddit because I didn't I, – I, to be honest, I, and this is going to sound odd. I, 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 I don't like Instagram. Like I don't like it's like it's literally a part of my life now. It's like a friggin' job, you know. And although I'm enjoying what I do, so that's there's there's the difference there. But you know, it's like a job, you know. Um, but so I started a Reddit. I put this one picture up, and it like blew up. Everybody was like, "What's your Instagram? What's your Instagram?" You know, and like, you know, the 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 editing profile that I had was one that I made from my old page. Like, you know, the editing profile that I put on the pictures like when I was from the old page that I had so it wasn't like really anything new that I was really you know fucking around with you know either way everybody's like you need to make a reddit or you need to make an Instagram so I'm like oh my god I'm like okay so I go to make an Instagram and I'm like I remember sitting down actually with my wife and she's like what are you gonna call it and I'm like I don't know like mountaintop something or like you know I don't know like what can I you know and I remember like thinking and I remember like looking and outside of the bay window in my living room I can see, I have like a clear shot of the Bridger Mountains. Like it's the clearest fucking shot. It's amazing. Um, but it's just kind of how the how the homes were laid out. And I ended up having a house that has like a completely clear shot. So I remember always saying in the winter, like, man, I just want to get in those mountains. Like, God, I just want to get up in those mountains. Like I would stare out the window and be like, God, those mountains. And so I looked at her and I was like, how about in these mountains? Like in these mountains. You know, and because that could really pertain to any mountain range. It just doesn't matter where it's at. The sheep are in these mountains. Whatever mountain range they're in is where I'm at, you know. And she was like, that's that's genius. And I'm like, okay. So I put it in these mountains. And honestly, man, I just started posting pictures, you know. And I think it was just something that, I don't know. I mean, the pictures are, are, are what took off, but it was the video that, like, sealed the fucking deal, you know. I have... You know, I have thousands, I have terabytes of footage, you know what I mean? Of like, yeah, of, 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 of sheep, you know, for all the trips that I've gone and then all the trips that I've gone and never taken pictures, which to me is like the best part. You know, I enjoy the fact that I fail sometimes, you know, I enjoy the fact that sometimes I hike like, you know, the uh, last weekend, one day I did like 13 miles and I ascended 3,100 feet. You know, and it was, and you know, and then I kayaked like four miles on top of that just to be able to do what I did. I, I got pictures, but there have been days where I do that and I get nothing, you know, and I enjoy the failure of it though, because that's why nobody does it. That's why nobody puts that much effort into it because the failure rate to success is like, you know, I bring food, I bring a firearm, I'm walking through like... I'm walking through like grizzly woods, you know what I mean? I mean, there are like fucking big ass grizzly prints in the mud where I'm sitting down watching these sheep walk by. Like, you know, I have seen a bear at like 40 yards. I have drawn my pistol literally on a bear and like backed away over a draw and like kind of like made my way down the mountain without him like really noticing that I was there, but I seen him. And to me, it's those things that although, you know, yeah, they're dangerous and, and, I, and, I, and I'm all about being safe at the same time, for me, that's what sets me apart. Like, it needs to be difficult. It needs to have failure involved. You have to go out sometimes and just get nothing, you know? 
to make you go out there and fucking do it again and then go out there and do it again. All summer I went out and I caught maybe one day out of like 10 trips and and got like one day of like three hours of footage. You know, it was it was just like, I'd come back home and I'd be like, fuck man, I didn't get shit. I got nothing, you know? And I'd be so fucking upset, but there I was next weekend walking out there with my camera and all my fucking gear, like out there, let's go in for another fucking 10 miler, 15 miler, you know, looking for these sheep all day, you know? And then when you hit it, it's money, you know? You're like, fuck yeah, I did it, you know what I mean? I put myself through all that shit, you know, broke my ass off multiple times and I finally made it, you know, I, I got it, you know? And then that's why I keep doing it, is because there's days where it's total fucking failure and then after so many failures, it's, total success and and that's why you just described sheep hunting to a t that's that's exactly <laughs> yeah. sheep hunting yeah. so yeah 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 man yeah it's awesome I, and, and it's funny I, I i i drew a tag actually for the unlimited but i think i decided um i think i like kind of made a pact with myself that i would never hunt a sheep i just don't like at right? this point in my life I, I yeah i mean and nothing against it it's just I, like I said, I drew the tag for the unlimited sheep hunt and I was like, dude, I'm going to fuck this up. Like I'm going to get way the fuck out there, you know? And then I really was like, I started looking at the, the success it was bringing me, you know what I mean? In the sense of, you know, and not like success, but like, you know, like, okay, sure. Success, you know, like it was, it, it's supporting me. It's drawing me closer to the things that I have dreamt about in my life as a young as, as a young man like dude i would kill to have been one of those cameramen in national geographic growing up watching them like fuck how do you get that job you know not that i have that job but i'm saying like as a young man watching national geographic and being like god i wish i could do that you know how do you yeah, do that absolutely. i don't know you know you know but right now i have nat geo in my dms you know what i mean it's like i mean you know i sit there and i think to myself like it's it's going where I want it to go. Just keep nurturing it. Even if it fails, you keep nurturing it. You know, it's going to make it. It's going to get there. It's going to get where you want it to go. I tell myself that all the time. When it fucking sucks, you know, being out there in the in the rain, you know, getting rained on, wet, like trying to find sheep, like, and it's happened multiple times, you know, in the snow, you know, and, and going out all day and not finding them freezing your fucking ass off, like, it's okay to fail. It's just not okay to quit. That's awesome, man. What a great message. Um, Freaking awesome. Um, Tell me, just talk to me a little bit about your flavor. So um, there's two distinct things that stand out for me when I look at your, so there's the video, which like, yeah, amazing, like incredible. And then, and then part B is the, the still, and then the specs behind it. Like the, so is what, is that just you defining your style? Is it mentorship? Is it what, Talk me through that. I want to understand that a little bit, what the logic is. It's, it's cool. I love it. I want to understand it. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying like the style at which I do my stuff? Like like why is it the way that it yeah, is? That's what you're asking me? Well, and a lot of guys, you know, like Insta in particular, 99.9% of the stuff is stills. You don't see much video. So that's yeah. unique and, and, yeah. that, and that really sets you out apart. But then also like, yeah. you know, where you have your photo, like whatever it is, like your your composition and then you got the specs yeah. at the end of it. you got the two frames to it and that's really cool too what, yeah, what inspired yeah. that where did that come from so the frame the the picture after the main picture came from i remember when i was looking on instagram and i was learning to do photography i would see these pictures and be like fuck those are clear but they wouldn't put what the information was 
what fo- what camera did they use? What what lens did they use? Like, you know, because that information matters. You know, there's a reason why that lens cost twenty fucking grand. Like, it, it it there's a reason why. You know, and although it might not be something that people can afford or or or, or feel the need to obtain, because honestly, it's very minimal reason to obtain a lens like that. But people want to know that stuff. How can they make? How can they improve themselves? And I'm not the kind of person because I know I, there are people out there. There are wildlife photographers, and I don't name names, but they have straight shut me out. You know what I mean? Because now I'm making them look bad. You know what I mean? Now I'm making them look like, oh, damn. You know, like fuck. I remember when this dude was starting, and he was asking me fucking questions. You know what I mean? And now I'm asking him for a fucking shout out, and I'm telling them I don't shout people out on my Instagram. Sorry, dude. Like you know, and and it's been that way. You know, and so putting that that extra frame on there was just to help uh, help people with the basic questions that most photographers have hey what camera do you use hey what lens are you using you know because i because i mean yeah what do they have to offer that might be something different that the world has never seen and what just because they don't have the they they don't they don't know the specs to start with you know we're, we're going to deprive the world of something that actually might be incredible you know something that we're all looking at like fuck that is awesome you know all because i didn't want to tell them what camera i use so that's why I did it. Um, and video-wise, man, I have plans, man. Honestly, it's like I want to be I, I want to be the first I want to be the first wildlife photographer, and I'm going to say this so that everybody hears it, and and, and I might as well say it on on your guys's podcast. But I want to be <laughs> the first wildlife photographer to go out and take artistic shots of Marco Polo Ram. That's my goal. I want to be the first one to ever take artistic shots, whatever that fucking takes, whether that means I'm sitting outside in a in an igloo waiting for a ram to come by, like I wanna be the first to do that. Um, and that's, that, that's a big goal of mine. Um, and so being, that being something, you know, I don't take it lightly. And so I think that also rolls into like the way I compose my pictures and my videos. It's just like, you know, I want it to be taken seriously. This isn't like to be taken as like, fun like oh how cute no i want you to look at it and be like yo that is a fucking animal right there that is a serious specimen that is a serious creature you know and something that will fuck you up you know if it truly wanted to but not that it's ever happened but you know you get my point like you look at that ram now i think a lot of people look at the pictures i get people telling me all the time like dude i have never seen bighorn sheep this way like you completely changed my idea of what a bighorn sheep was you know what i mean and it's and it's important to me to make sure that when I compose the shots or I take pictures or I put an edit or whatever the fuck I do, you know, that it looks serious. Like it looks like David Attenborough should be talking about the sheep on the background of one of my videos. Like that's what I want it to be. I want it to look, I want it to look that way so that you're getting the full feel. I want it to be dramatic. I want it to be enticing and pulling you in. I want you to see something the way you've never actually seen it, you know? And so that's kind of like where the pictures, you know, if you notice a lot of my pictures, I don't take pictures of groups of sheep. Like, I don't take mm-hmm. pictures of, like, five of them standing there. It's one sheep. I want you to focus on one sheep, one moment right here. I don't take pictures of them together. I don't take pictures of them, you know, all hanging out. Like, it's not about the sheep in the sense of, like, as a whole. I want you to focus in on the details of the one sheep, you know. And that's kind of where, like, you know, my photography and, and my videography kind of molds in is, like, I want it to be so dramatic and so enticing and so and so just pull you in feel the moment 
you know, like I want you to be able to see the rain in slow motion. I want you to see the snow in slow motion or see the snow in the frame and know that when that picture was taken, you know, that dude was sitting up somewhere on a fucking mountain, hanging out with a 44 on his stomach, like holding a camera and taking pictures of these animals in the most authentic way that I can, authentic way that it can be brought other than me being out there with a rifle. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the give that I, that I try to put out there with when people come to my page. And, and, and I see that man. And I totally respect that. And, and, you know, you see guys stuff out there, guys and girls stuff, and you know, that they're, you know, um, acclimatized sheep. They're used to people around, you know, you can walk up yeah, to yeah. them. They're not. So how does it, when you're out there in your, when you're, when you're, you have a subject, how close are you getting and, and how, cause bloody hell, it's hard to get close to a sheep when you're hunting. Like if you get in a, inside of 150 yards or 200 yards as a, a rifle hunter, yeah. you've done a hell of a job and certainly a bow hunter 30. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what kind of range yeah. are you getting at with some of these, so these rams? Yeah. 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 So typically with, with most sheep, so the, the benefit that I have, and this is to put this out there. So everybody hears it. The benefit that I have is that sheep are extremely protected in Montana. Um, so the sheep that I come across are wild in one, one area specifically, they're extremely difficult to find. Um, and they are extremely wild. Um, and like I said, I have to use, I have to like gauge my wind sometimes. Like I have been out there multiple times and I just have a good fucking moment. Like it's just a good ass moment at the same time. I've also been doing it for a decent amount of time where I feel like they are comfortable with me. You know, they see me, you know, they know I'm there. You know what I mean? They, they are watching me, you know what I mean? And sometimes, man, it's just, it's almost like they're like, oh yeah, you know, we know this guy. Like we see this guy all the time. Like he just comes in, he sits down and we hang out around him. And I mean, they have walked by like 10 feet from me and just been like, did wow. not care, you know? And it's like, and then, and then, there has been times where I go up with my wife and they see another person and it's no go. It's like hmm. they want nothing to do with it. They take off, they're off running up in the hills, they you know, they take off up in the mountaintop, like, and then they just disappear. Um, and so I've had a lot of people ask me, like, hey man, like how do you how, how do you get that close? And I'm like, honestly, I just feel like they I know it sounds like wild, but it's like they know me. You know what I mean? They're just like comfortable with me. Um and in the one area specifically, like it, it's very much a comfortability thing, I think, you know, because they're in, they're in the mountains, they're in the wild, like there are bears around, there are, you know, there are predators around. It is a real area, you know what I mean? And I ain't going to say it, but you know, the one area specifically is it's a very real area where there is open hunting as well. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I really don't know other than like, I just feel, I think I also feel at ease around them. You know what I mean? In in right. in a, its own unique way, like being in the woods, sitting there in the grass, looking at the mountains. I do a lot of reflecting in myself, you know, and it makes me feel comfortable. It puts me it puts me at ease. It puts me at peace within myself. And so I think maybe maybe there's a part of them, you know, animals, you know, sense things. I've I owned horses in the past, you know, and you know, animals sense things. You know, they know when you're sad, they know when you're mad, they know when you're, you're, you have anxiety, you know? And so I think that that kind of rolls over into the way that they are with me, you know? Um, because I've tried, I've I've taken people with me and it does not fucking work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of weird, you know, but yeah. Awesome, man. So 
We talked about the Marco Polo thing, and uh, obviously that's on the horizon. Anything on your, you know, from a professional, like from a photography standpoint that you want to achieve or, you know, are you just happy to continue what you're doing? Where, where do we see, where, where's David 10 years from now? What does it look like? Um, I, I, wanna, I want to be able to, to, I would like to be able to do a very serious whether it's National Geographic, BBC Earth, Discovery, whatever, I'd like to be. I'd like to do a very serious uh, Ram documentary. I feel like bighorn sheep are kind of really, at least in the animal kingdom. They're at least in the North American animal kingdom. You don't really see a lot of it. You know what I mean? They're. I don't want to say they're forgotten about, but they're a subject that's not really touched on because people don't really focus on it that much. You know what I mean? It's more about like mule deer and elk. You know what I mean? And like. Sheep are just like, people think like sheep are just fucking sheep, you know, it's like, ah, uh, you know, you think of like a, you know, think of like a wool sheep running around somebody's barnyard, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you think of when you think of sheep, you know, or at least for the most part. <clears throat> and so I would like, to, I, I, I'm, that's kind of like where the Marco Polo thing comes in. Cause like to be able to do something that I think would just fucking set it apart. That's the only thing that ain't been done. It has not been done. I have searched, I have looked. You know what I mean? I, I have like scoured the internet for anybody that's ever sat there and taken like a real fucking artistic shot of a Marco Polo Ram standing there flexing his chest out, like hanging off a ridge. Like nobody's done it. And I want to be the one when people are like, oh yeah, you know, a hundred years from now, oh man, you want to talk about wildlife photographers, David Martinez, change a fucking game. Like that's what I want. I, I, I want to be able to, to say that in the end, man, like, you know, it was just, it was just pain you know that's all it was it was just uncomfort or, or discomfort you know what i mean yeah it's cold but i mean like to be able to do something that the world hasn't seen yet shit man i'll lose i'll lose a toe or two over that you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome well i gotta we gotta convince you to get up to bc and do some stone sheep we gotta get some pictures of some good stone let's sheep yeah, that, let's again, yeah not man. a ton of photography right so um, yeah, love yeah, to have you yeah, up here absolutely. and uh, showcase BC Stone Sheep. It'd be awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, I, I know I've taken your time away from your family here, and uh, and you've been really generous with us. And uh, um, I'm going to throw some out to you. Let's try and get you up to Reno for Sheep Week. Um, it'd be love be, love to have you up there and check out Sheep Week. It'd be fun to have you there, man. So I'm actually on the waiting list for one of the what do they call that? Like have my own booth. The booths, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, on, so I'm, on, I'm on the waiting list right now. So it, it is, it is a goal to be there this, to be there this, this coming, uh, this coming Sheep Week. But hoping so. Okay, awesome, man. Well, let's chat more on that. I'm, I'm going to be there, so we'll try and yeah, get yeah. out there and uh, be awesome to connect. So. Okay. Hey, um, absolutely. Appreciate everything you do, man, and I love your work. And we're going to continue to support you and. Uh, I, I'm hoping you're going to text me when you get out of the, the mountains of Mongolia or, or wherever that is at Kyrgyzstan, whatever the Absolutely. case may be. You can send me pictures yeah, of, man. of a massive uh, <laughs> yeah. Marco. So. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Well, I, I will do. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate your time and uh, look forward to catching up again. And, and let's honestly, that this podcast lit, for me lasted two minutes. It was like we started talking and then it was just like it just disappeared. So awesome to chat. Well, good. I, I, I'm glad I was able to keep you interested. <laughs> awesome, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, brother.